Well, cities across the country are struggling with homelessness. Austin, Texas is among them. Two years ago, it decriminalized activities related to homelessness. Then this year, citizens voted to reverse that. The Texas legislature also banned public camping statewide. Stephanie Sy reports. Until very recently, this spot under a North Austin bridge was home for Freddie Williams. Is this where you were living? Uh -huh. This is it. This yeah, this is, is it. For two years, the 47-year-old camped here until getting in a fight with another camper that escalated. He says he left to avoid arrest. So this is just kind of what was left and then people kind of rummaging through Pretty to much. see what they could find of value. Yeah. A former oil worker, Williams says he once had a job, a home, and a family. But his divorce led to drinking, which led to losing his job. He committed forgery, which landed him in prison. Since getting out, he says he's struggled to find work and housing and continues to struggle with drug abuse. I felt like I had everything, I had it all figured out, had everything together, man, and then, you know, you get that monkey wrench thrown in there, man, and you figure out that you really don't know what's going on and try to plan stuff, man, and plans never work out. What would it look like for you to have a second chance? Would that be housing? Would that be a job? What do you need? Both. A house and a job. One of the country's fastest growing big cities, Austin is also one of its least affordable, with a median home price that recently hit almost $575,000. As the city has grown into a tech and culture hub, the problem of how to help the more than 2,000 unsheltered people here has divided Austin. The most important thing in getting people sheltered or housed is having shelter or housing available. Diana Gray oversees the city's efforts to address homelessness. She asked to speak remotely amidst a surge in COVID cases. The thing that is most correlated with increase in homelessness is an increase in housing prices. And so while lack of affordability isn't the sole cause of homelessness, it is what we see drive increases over time. You had also an amendment to 184. Two years ago, Austin's liberal-leaning city council effectively made it legal to camp and sleep in some public places and panhandle. It was part of an effort to stop the revolving door from the jails to the streets and to better help unsheltered residents connect with services. That move, along with COVID-19, which reduced capacity at shelters, made the city's homeless population visible to all. Many Austinites recoiled. Well, the city of Austin will reinstate its homeless camping ban. Over the weekend, voters passed Proposition B. In May, voters by a wide margin approved a measure which prohibits unsheltered people from sleeping in public, something advocates say they can't help but do. Now, Austin police can issue citations with fines as high as $500 for sleeping on the streets or even lying on a park bench. If violators fail to move or show up in court, they could be arrested. What we've seen has caused trauma and has caused all sorts of unwarranted and unwanted chaos on our streets and in our city. Amanda Rios supported Prop B. She and her husband have lived in their home in Northeast Austin for around 14 years. Because of their proximity to the highway, there have always been some homeless people nearby. But after the city stopped enforcing ordinances against public camping, she says things got much worse. I go to the library and I see trash. I can't go to the park because there's homeless tents, there's drug needles, there's drug deals going down in the middle of the day. 
In front of our home, we heard and saw a woman being sex trafficked. And we saw the men going in and out of her tent. And we saw her and we heard her cries. And my, my children's window is close to the street and they heard her. There are laws against drug and sex trafficking, and the enforcement has no direct connection to Prop B. But Rio says criminals exploit the homeless and hide among them. I know people who were in drug trafficking, they were arrested, and it started an avenue for them to get help. And so they went to jail, and because of jail, they were able to change their life around. At Amanda's home, we met Cleo Patricic, who last year co-founded Save Austin Now, a bipartisan political action committee that got Prop B on the ballot and is now suing the city to enforce it. She's a Democrat and former probation officer and says low-income communities like this one face far greater impacts from allowing homeless people to set up camp. We spoke to her in a park where an encampment had cropped up. She says the homeless themselves shouldn't have to live like this. I felt like no one was being served by, by the inhumanity of the conditions that they're in. This is not California, this is Texas. We have high heat and we have frozen winters. We have had homeless individuals freeze to death and we've also had homeless die from the heat. She believes Prop B is about getting homeless people the help they need, even if it means possible arrest. I'm a former probation officer. I do not believe we should be building more prisons or in prison people who have mental health and drug issues. They should be in uh, mandatory health or drug treatment, absolutely. The problem is if you don't have that component, the compulsory element of forcing them into that, who will, re who will receive that service? A lot of people continue to have misconceptions about what Prop B was and what it's going to do, but there's no money or help associated with it. It's purely to criminalize uh, people for unavoidable acts associated with extreme poverty. Chris Harris works on the Criminal Justice Project at Texas Appleseed, an Austin-based nonprofit that focuses on issues of social, economic, and racial equity. In 2019, he pushed for decriminalization, citing a city auditor's report that said 18,000 citations were issued from 2014 to 2016 for activities related to homelessness. 90% of violators failed to show up in court, and of those, 72% were issued warrants for arrest. Why you have a warrant? You can't get an ID. Uh, guess what you can't get? When you don't have an ID, anything, you can't get a job, you can't get housing, even some services are cut off from you. So it actually made the problem worse for a lot of folks. He also says allowing camping on the streets led to an outpouring of resources to address the problem. We understand now the full extent of the homelessness crisis that we face, and it's driven uh, volunteers, donations, city investments, private investments into housing, into services in an unprecedented fashion. Earlier this year, the city unveiled a plan to use $106 million in federal funds to dramatically increase rental assistance, build more long-term housing, and open new temporary housing shelters. But there is still more need than housing supply. We're out of the heat. We have a roof over our heads. Adam Cartwright and Marcy Collard were each homeless for five years, most recently in downtown Austin. We had so many people throw glass bottles from their cars at, at our tents and said, y'all want trash, y'all need 
to get a job. Y'all need to get housing. Y'all don't need to be out on the streets. Or some would yell out, go home. Yeah. It's like, this is technically our home. <laughs> then earlier this month, their camp was cleared and they were offered a room in this converted hotel, as well as case managers to help them find permanent housing and deal with any other issues like mental health or addiction. Diana Gray, the city homeless strategist, says around 90% of those who've been offered housing under the city's new efforts have accepted it. But there simply isn't enough for everyone who needs it. This is the answer. Yes. Without an offer of housing, Freddie Williams is now planning to camp in these poison oak infested woods to avoid a run in with police. The people that have voted to put this proposition be in the place, they were just tired of seeing us. That's, that's all that mattered to. They didn't care about us being homeless, where we was at, and they just didn't want to see us. Are there a lot of people like you that are going to be trying to hide in the woods? The majority basically? of the people that was under that bridge over there where I was at, they're trying to find, they're scattering right now. Hiding out of sight. And advocates for the homeless worry out of mind. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Stephanie Sai in Austin, Texas. Hi, this is John Schaefer with a commentary on a segment um, on homelessness in Austin, Texas. Now, the uh, news story states that uh, many of the homeless there, and there is uh, more than 2,000 plus homeless in the city of Austin, um, that some of the homeless are being cited for illegal camping. Now, this is a term that the city uses when you're not recreational camping, but strictly uh, concerning homelessness, that they are illegally camping. Now, no one owns the outdoors. Anyone should have the right to sleep anywhere in public. But the debate is that the government runs the cities, and if it's not private property, then it's city property. So anyone that is found sleeping on a park bench or pitching a tent is doing so illegally and it's illegal camping. So they put bans on illegal camping and they can fine anyone up to $500 or more uh, with a citation, a ticket, they have to appear in court if they fail to appear, which 90% of most homeless do fail to appear, they can be arrested. Um, now, one of the major contributors to homelessness in the city of Austin, Texas, is the lack of affordable housing. Uh, the medium home in Austin, Texas is approximately $575,000. Now, few people can afford that. So there is a 
class between the wealthy and the poor, and then you have the extreme poor who are just homeless. The streets in Austin are in chaos. There's many homeless living on the streets. Their lives are in jeopardy and their lives are at risk. Many of the homeless camps get broken up because of complaints. Sometimes there's fights, there's sex, there's um, prostitution, there's drugs, uh, and often it's just not safe. If families or children are in the area walking by a camp, uh, a tent, someone lying on the street, uh, homeless congregating in groups, you will often find drugs and uh, trash everywhere. And, and so these are easy fixes. Trash can be cleaned up. You can, the city can provide trash dumpsters and receptacles. They can uh, employ someone to pick up the trash and that could be even a homeless person. We need better enforcement from our officers to work with homeless and get them connected to services instead of working against the homeless and just harassing them and finding them and ticketing them and evicting them from place to place, site to site. The problem with many who are outdoors is in the summer there, it gets extremely hot and some have died from the heat. In the winter, it is extremely cold and some die from the cold and they freeze to death. Another answer is bring them inside, create more shelters and more uh, housing for the homeless with wraparound services and get the grants needed to open housing first models and, and apartments. When you're homeless and you have no ID, it means basically no help. If you have no ID, you don't qualify to get a job, you don't qualify even for some assistance, and this is a huge problem. Many say, just go get a job. You're homeless, you're a bum, you're lazy. Well, without ID or stability in your life, it's hard to get a job or maintain a job. Many who are housed, if they don't have stability, they won't keep a job. How do we expect more from the homeless? Many of them have to hide in the woods, uh, but that is not the answer. Evicting them off the streets is also not the answer. Giving them fines and citations and tickets and forcing them to appear in court or be arrested is not the answer. What is the answer? Simply housing first. Get them off the streets and you will solve many of the problems in the city, 
many lives will be changed and uh, neighborhoods will be happy, uh, businesses will be happy, uh, the police will have less to deal with, there will be money saved from homeless having to go to receive emergency services from the city at the local hospital or emergency room. It's a win-win. So these are some of my thoughts on the city of Austin, Texas, and the homeless problem there. Things can be fixed. We just have to look at it differently and explore the possibilities and do what makes sense. And housing first makes complete sense. It's the only thing that will solve the homeless problem in our cities. We don't need to just push them away. We don't need to push them off to other cities or into the woods or even underground into subways and, and places. We need to go to them and get them help even if it's mandatory. Some are not in a position to think clearly or to make sound choices due to mental illness or because of drugs and drugs use um, and perhaps you know a strong addiction. So we need to often rescue these individuals and place them into rehab, even if it's mandatory. Uh, that's the only thing that is going to turn their life around. They can't do it on their own or else they would. So I think at a point, we need to step in and be the rescue and place these individuals into rehab. And again, it will cost money, but at the same time, the city is going to save money. It has been shown that if you place a homeless person into housing, it can be done for around 15000 a year. If they stay on the streets, that same homeless person in one year could cost the city as much as $35,000. Now you multiply that by 2,000 plus individuals and you can see the numbers financially are enormous and astronomical and, and so it's a huge savings to the city if you just do the right thing. This is John Schaefer. Thank you so much for listening.